0: What's up, fam, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. This podcast is meant to give you easy, implementable, no BS advice to help make you stronger, more resilient, and bring out your inner badass to help you get back to doing the things you love with the people you love. I am your host, Dr. Tyler Bordick. I am a physical therapist, a strength conditioning coach, and co-owner of Inner Strength Physio Fitness Athletics in Pittsburgh. If you're ready, jump on the bus, buckle in, and let's rock and roll. What is up, everybody? Doc T here, and welcome to the Healthy, Fit, and Pain Free podcast. This is episode 40. I'm going to try something new today. Um, We're going to call this a quick draw episode. So, the whole key in this episode is to give you everything that you can use. I'm not going to say advice, Um, usable, implementable things that you can utilize in under 15 minutes. Explaining it to you, excuse me, in under 15 minutes. So, Um, Today, the topic is going to be Most Effective Steps to Eliminate Head Trash. Now, if you've never heard of head trash, uh, Ryan and I were a part of a mastermind group. And um, it's an absolutely amazing experience, amazing people. And one thing we always talk about is head trash. And so what head trash is, is it is all of the, the, the garbage, the trash, the BS that is in your head that is stopping you from being the potential you Um, the full potential you, but also stopping you from taking action and stopping you from making change and um, being a a positive influence in your own life. So the reason being I chose this topic, um, recently I've been kind of going through my own mental health struggles. Um, A lot, you know, there's a lot going on in my life and I'm not going to kind of go down that rabbit hole of everything, but um, just a lot. And, you know, there's also an imposter syndrome as far as, you know, as being a physical therapist, as being a business owner, as being a dad, um, as being a husband. And a lot of that really comes with what we call it imposter syndrome. Now, if you're not familiar with imposter syndrome, <clears throat> um, what it means is basically, despite your profession, despite your expertise, despite your experience, in your head, you still have this worry that you don't know enough, that you're not skilled enough, that you do not have the necessary tools, and really you've just been faking it till you're making it, and one day someone is gonna figure you out, hence imposter. Um, Most of the time it's not true, and actually uh, psychological studies do find that typically the most skilled people, and I'm not saying this is myself, but typically the most skilled people and the ones who shouldn't have imposter syndrome are the ones that have it the most. Um, And so I've been kind of struggling with this lately, and then I was also talking to, um, one of our coaches the other day, who is also kind of going through a little bit of a struggle. And, you know, we kind of talked about this together. He asked me, you know, how I get through it. They asked me how I get through things and, you know, I was kind of giving them the lowdown, and it just really made me really like understand and realize this is a really good episode to talk about. Um, you know, we've talked about mental health things before, but I want to kind of give you some strategic methods without having a 47 minute episode. Um so, yeah, so, and honestly, the why I want to bring up mental health too is it's come up in sessions quite a bit these past um this in in the month of February is that everybody kind of seems to be having these lows uh you know, seasonal depression is somewhat of a thing um but it's also you know people just and i and we were talking about, I really do think it's anticipation as well because if you know whenever Christmas is here. <clears throat> or excuse me or like you know when new year's hits everybody always says you know well, after new year's and it's a long stretch till spring and oh i hate february i hate march you know i i want spring here and you know i hate january and it and it's it seems like it's the longest time of the year and i hate winter especially if you're in pittsburgh um and so this you know we already are anticipating that we're going to be miserable and then depending on the weather depending on you know what happens depending on you know nowadays there's a lot of things we can't control that are happening in the world and so that really kind of piles on and eventually again this head trash starts to form not only do we have to deal with the things in our own lives whether it's family whether it's work uh, if you're a parent or if you're taking care of your parents or you have siblings or something like that I mean, it's not even just that stuff. Now, now you're, you have to worry about things going on in the world around you. You know, everybody is mad at everybody. Everybody gets offended by everything. And you can't say one thing without one group, you know, coming after you. And so, you know, this, again, this really creates a lot of head trash and this is, I found to be a really effective way uh, to help me through my head trash. So, um, we're gonna start this off early with three takeaways again I want this to be a quick drop set. I want this to be short so um, step number one okay this is the the three steps to getting ready your head trash. I can't take full credit for this this first one again we're a part of um, a mastermind group where uh, vince gabriel is is the uh, is the head of it. Um, one of the people, excuse me, who's ahead of it, he brought this up at a, in a meeting one time that we were having about this. Now, granted, I put my own little spin on this, um, but you know the the initial credit goes to him and Joe Hashi. So, um, the three takeaways: number one, um, brain dump on paper. Okay, now this isn't just where you're just taking a paper and you're brain dumping on. It. That's effective, but a lot of times people are just like, I don't know where to start. So. Um, I call this my five by five brain dump on paper. So what you're going to do first is you're going to sit there, you're going to be in a quiet room, you need to be completely separate from any type of distractions, any, especially people that, you know, that might be the causes of stressors in your life. You're going to completely separate in a nice quiet room. Even dark is nice because it provides a little bit of uh, a little bit of comfort. And you're just going to sit back and you're going to take five minutes and just breathe. Okay. You're going to close your eyes. You're going to breathe in through your nose. Um, just, you know, like a, a three to five second inhale, and then you're going to breathe out your nose for a five to 10 second exhale. Okay. Now I know this is not revolutionary. I know we all hear about, you know, breathing and meditation, and all that stuff. But the reason being we start off with this is because most of the time, especially with head trash, people are so stuck in their own heads and they're so stuck with the things that go around them that they're really... They're so engulfed and they're so, um, they're so pulled into the muck of everything that's going on that they don't separate themselves. And really, their emotion isn't just one reaction. It's a compilation of a bunch of reactions in the one. So by taking five minutes to breathe, it helps to at least calm and get rid of some of that noise, okay? Because we'll talk about this in a second. We want to be rational with this, okay? So five minutes, you sit there, eyes closed breathe in, three to five seconds, breathe in, and then five to 10 seconds, breathe out through your nose. And you're going to do that five minutes. After that, you're going to take a piece of paper and a pen and you're going to set the clock for three minutes. And for three minutes, you are going to write down everything that you are grateful for. Now, again, I know not revolutionary to do a gratitude journal, but this really separates us. You know, as um, Tony Robbins always says, you know, Science shows that you can't, you know, have, be happy, have gratitude and be miserable at the same time. So, gratitude really helps you to think about all the good things in your life to just and just write that down. And again, I give you three minutes so that you have all this time to really dive in deep to the nitty gritty of what makes you happy, what brings you happiness in your life, and what are you grateful for. After that three minutes, you're going to take one minute and you're going to write down all of the crises going on in your life, okay? Now, the reason being I only give you one minute for this is because if I give you more time, people will actually, all you need is one minute. People will sit there and they will think up every single thing in their life that's a crisis. And their mind, again, will start to to go off the hinges with this and they'll create more crises that probably aren't actually even there. So here's a, for instance, for myself, this is why I said I do this a little bit different than how Vince does it. Whenever Vince did this with us and I did the crisis mode, I was able to write down all the crises within like a minute, but he gave us, I can't remember even how long he gave us. He gave us like three minutes, something like that. And so I had another, at least another minute that I had to create crises to put down on a paper because once you get going, you just keep writing and keep writing, and keep writing. So you get one minute to write down all the crises because that's, you know, your pen should never stop moving, and that's really all the time that you need. Okay. After you're done with that, you're going to take one minute. So I call this five by five because the breathing is five minutes, and then all of the writing and everything is another five minutes. After the crises, you're going to take one minute and you're going to reflect. So you're going to look at your gratitude. You're going to look at all the great things that you put down on the gratitude, excuse me, the gratitude section, and then you're going to look at all the things you put in the crisis section. Now, more than likely you have more things to be grateful for than you realize. You know, don't be a Debbie Downer here. Sorry for all those Debbies out there. Um, but you more than likely have a lot more things to be grateful for. And so you're gonna that's gonna reflect on your list. You're gonna see that you have all of these, this long list of things to be grateful for, and you have this small list of things um, of, of crises going on. So you're gonna really look at that and reflect on it, okay? And um, you know, again, that's the breathing along with that, and you'll really if you and here, and again, we'll cover this in a second, but when you are writing down your crises, understand that they're typically not as big of a deal as what you make them to be. Now I know, I know right now I just lit someone up with that comment because they're gonna say, Well, you don't know what I'm going through. You are right. I do not know what you are going through. I know there's a lot of hard circumstances out there that people are going through. But at the same time. It's not necessarily the current situation at hand that worries us. It's the future that worries us. Um, Lao Tzu always said, you know, about how depression is from the past, anxiety is from the future. That's not the exact quote, but we'll go with that. So a lot of times anxiety is not necessarily what is going on right now. It is of what we are thinking is going to happen, and that's typically what sends us off the rails. So, um, again... Number one, brain dump on paper, five minutes of breathing, in through the nose, out through the nose, then three minutes of gratitude writing, one minute of crisis writing, and then one minute to reflect on those. Now, step number two to eliminate head trash. There is a philosophy, um, a Hellenistic philosophy, if you will, called Stoicism. Now... um, Everyone has their beliefs. Everyone has their things they follow. I found that on top of other things, like Stoicism has been a great thing for me to follow. And um, so what Hellenistic philosophy means is it's immediate precessors and contemporaries have the opportunity for open dialogue and to create a philosophy that's ever evolving. You know, some philosophies out there, the initial person created the philosophy, and then that's how it is. No more. But Stoicism is good because it's ever-evolving because, you know, it evolved, again, with the, temp- with the contemporaries. So it was founded in Athens um, by Zeno of what is now Cyprus, and it was developed a long, long, it was something around 30, 380 BC or something like that. Um, but the big part of Stoicism is they talk about logic versus emotion. Now, again, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about with crises. A lot of times, it's not our, you know, our logical mind is saying it's our emotions that send us out of control. Again, we, you know, you need to look at, you need to understand perception versus reality. So, I, I was explaining this with, um you know, with a coach yesterday, if you ever had that moment where you text a friend and your friend didn't respond back to you right away. Now, this is a millennial thing, but everybody has went through this. I don't care who you are, what age you are. Everybody has went through this. You'll text a friend, you'll call someone, you'll email a boss, whatever. And then you don't hear from them. And all of a sudden, your mind starts going off the rails of, oh, are they mad at me? Did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong on that email? Did I send it at the wrong time? Are, you know am i am I on my way out the door like are they not respecting me? blah blah blah? That is not reality that is emotion. Your emotions are what's making you making your head spin and creating that head trash because of what you think is happening in reality it's just you sent a text to them that maybe they caught it at a bad time, like they were you know driving or something, maybe. They saw it, they meant to respond, and then something happened, You know, maybe you sent that text along with a bunch of others. And there's so many things that can happen, and again, and that's the way stoicism is, is, that you have to really look at things from the lens of logic versus versus emotion or perception versus reality. So again, we, anxiety is from what we think is going to happen in the future. So you know, we have a baby right now, or a toddler, I should say. And if Rhett gets, if his temperature elevates, it's very easy as a parent. Instead of you thinking, "Okay, he has a little bit of a fever," it's very easy for you to start thinking, "Oh my gosh, he's really sick. Something bad's going to happen. I better take him to the hospital." Oh no, I I won't take him to the hospital. But if I don't take him to the hospital and it's something serious. He could be severely injured or he might die and if he dies that makes you know i lose my son i'm a horrible parent i don't deserve to live blah blah, blah. and this is what happens in our minds and again the law lo- the reality the logic to the situation is the baby the toddler just has a little bit of a fever and this happens with everything in our lives you know if you have a, a sick relative or a sick parent or a sick partner that they're you know maybe they have some sort of disease or illness that they're never going to get better. Well, what we do is we think so much in the future of what is going to happen to you, to us, to them and then eventually you kind of lose that time with them because you're constantly thinking of you're letting your emotions take over the wheel and you're perceiving what the future is going to look like and you kind of lose that sense of the here and now. And that's a lot of what stoicism does is it really tries to think about the here and now with what is going on, you know, take the situation for what it is, do not put your own spin on it, do not put your own perception on it, okay? So, um, step number three, separate yourself from the situation and understand how it can affect others. So, a lot of times, again, we get so stuck in a scenario that it's just all of this negative energy that's piling on and piling on and piling on that all these emotions stir up we're we're stressed out we're just not in a great mindset and we can't see clearly we we, we don't see the logic how and what you need to really do is find a bird's eye view so this happens in a couple way number one you that this is where mindfulness comes in you know people don't quite understand mindfulness is you put yourself in a whole different situation to where you can actually concentrate on the here and now and not the emotions that you're currently going through that's that can be breathing that can be doing an activity that can be meditating that can be praying whatever it is you take yourself out of the scenario and you give yourself a bird's eye view of it and a lot of times again once those if you've ever gotten into a fight with your spouse or your partner or whatever, and you're like, I just need some time to think this over, what time does, time does not actually put things into perspective. Time gives your emotions the opportunity to simmer down and come back to baseline. Then you can start thinking logically. And this is a lot of times where having, that, having a person or having a counselor or someone like that to talk with, this is why they're so effective because you have someone there who is unemotional, who is not attached to the situation whatsoever, and who can actually give you a bird's eye view of what is going on. Now again, I mentioned using an an unemotional person in this. Typically it's better if it's someone you don't know, per se, like it's not a friend, it's not a a parent, it's not anything like that. So here's a for instance, with Nina and I, we, you know if we ever get into a situation where there's a misunderstanding a miscommunication or excuse or you know let's not even say that let's say we get into a situation where i'm going through a tough time and i go to my wife well my wife is emotionally invested in my life so she is going to make decisions based off her own emotions and her in perce- her skewed perception of what we're going through to give me advice and vice versa i would do the same with her and you can't have that And you especially can't have people who, you know, if you have a friend who doesn't think the same way you do, doesn't have the same life you do, they're going to give you advice based off just on their experiences and what they've done and what's worked for them. And it might not work for you. And in all honesty, you know, when people try to give you advice and they're not going through what you're going through, it really typically just irritates people. Now, this is where Going to a professional helps because they have experiences, but then they also have an educational background to help you through that. But again, the best thing you can do is find someone who, you know, is not emotional, is not involved. And, you know, this is where if you're if you're in a relationship, it it can get tough because. You use that person as maybe your, they, you think they're your person, and so you constantly pile things on them because it makes you feel better. But again, you are just taking emotion from yourself, and you're putting on somebody else who's already emotionally invested in you, and you're adding more to the list for them. So uh, not to go too much down that rabbit hole, but... so. Uh, my my advice there is just or I shouldn't say advice what's worked for me is separating myself. so this could be you know this could be going on a vacation, this could be going on a getaway. this could be taking a day, you know I know personal days or like cell or mental health days or kind of like a a taboo, but these are good times for you to completely separate yourself from the situation, let your emotions calm down and really be able to gain your logic back into, um, you know, what you're currently experiencing. And, you know, a lot of times too, when I say separate yourself, this could be if you're in an, if you're in a toxic marriage or an unhealthy relationship, if you have a toxic job or you have a horrible boss, I mean, I understand that you can't always make extreme changes, but if it makes you severely unhappy, then, you know maybe you shouldn't go back there maybe you should do something different i know like i had a job once and i was not enjoying it it was just that my boss constantly was upsetting me and he was just making me angry and thank god for the pandemic because i didn't have to worry about that as much anymore um and i've been a lot happier since so so there it is um i was hoping to keep this under 15 minutes but i'm at the 20 minute mark here but um Three big takeaways on how to effectively eliminate head trash. Number one, brain dump on paper, breathe for five minutes, three minutes of gratitude, one minute of crisis writing, and then one minute of reflecting. Number two, when you're reflecting and you're really looking at that paper, look at it from a stoic perspective, understand the difference between your perception and the actual reality, understand the logic of the situation compared to your emotions and what Are your emotions doing that skewing the situation from what's actually going on and honestly well be completely honest with yourself here and then number three separate yourself that can be completely separating yourself from the situation that can be temporarily separating yourself from the situation and give yourself time with someone who is unemotionally involved so that they can help give you a bird's eye view on you know and don't find someone who's just going to give you advice. Find someone who's going to help you to think up your own way, guys. Thank you so much for this episode. Um, like I said, please always say please share this with people who need it. Um, again, this is all for free. I don't get paid to do this. I do this because everybody needs help with certain things, especially mental health. Uh, and you, uh, and there's someone out this out there that um, could truly benefit from this. So appreciate you. Love you. Have a great day. Thank you all for checking out this week's episode of the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. If you would like more content that is easily implementable and no BS, you can join our Facebook page at Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. Uh, To learn more about Inner Strength, visit our website at innerstrengthpgh.com or you can simply email us us at info at innerstrengthpgh.com. We have two locations in Pittsburgh right now. One is our west location in Coriopolis slash Robinson, PA. And our second location, which just recently opened, is in the south in Lawrence, PA, in the southern part of Pittsburgh. We also partner up with K-Specific Nutrition. They are a locally owned business full of dietitians, registered, credentialed dietitians who can help you with just general nutrition, sports needs, and also medical information. You can also contact me at dr period tyler at interstrengthpgh.com or check me out on social media at dr period tyler underscore Bordick. Thank you all again. We'll see you on next week's episode.